0: all right hello and welcome to the power by rock podcast where i'm going to be speaking with leslie and ben from the british hardcore punk band midwitch cuckoos this is a band that doesn't really fit a specific label but its roots are punk rock though it has evolved into something so much more now they just released their new album death or glory which is quite a rad album we'll be speaking with midwitch cuckoos about the album and more right after this you're listening to the powered by rock podcast with your host isaac coolman The Powered by Rock podcast was created to help showcase some of the best rock musicians in the world and to pass on to future generations the rock music that has inspired rock fans around the world for decades. We want listeners to be able to hear great stories and life experiences directly from their favorite artists, as well as dig deeper into music theory and talk rock like no other show you've ever heard. This isn't about looking cool, it's about getting real and having a great time. Without further ado, let's start the show. All right, here we are back at the Powered by Rock podcast. Today's going to be an awesome show. I get to speak with Ben and Leslie from Midwich Cuckoos, which is a British rock band that has roots in punk rock but has transformed through like a pretty cool concept of having a music collective create songs until a band was pretty much formed around it. So hey, Leslie and Ben, welcome to the show. Hey, Isaac. Hey, Isaac.
1: Thanks for having me. Glad to have you guys
0: here. So I did mention in the pre-reel that basically the new album's launched. Now, by the time this airs, it will have. It actually is about a month away from launching, from what I understand, but you have released both EPs, Death and Glory, separately, and then they'll be put together in kind of a bit of a more produced full album called Death or Glory, and that's pretty much how it's going, right?
2: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there.
0: Perfect. I can read, I can read some information off the internet pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So before we dig into the new album, which I believe is the second full-length album, let's talk about how this band got going in the first place because it wasn't the typical band even from the start. And actually, I don't think, I don't know if all of you guys were even in the original iteration. Um, I know a couple of new people have kind of come in and out um, since the first first kind of album was released. Um, can you guys kind of talk me through how this band kind of got together, how you guys got into the, in, into the project, and what it's been like so far?
2: Well, I think it all started with Pat, um, but I think we need to even rewind further back from that because um, Pat, our guitarist, uh, was in a band before with Ben. Uh, um, yeah,
1: I was, I was in a band with Patch called, um, wait, where is it? Monsters in the Attic. You can see the uh, bass drum skin I've still got from nice. many, many years ago. Um, but yeah, I met Pat out of school. Um, so I've known Pat for quite a long time. Um, We've played in a few different bands um and then yeah we ended up uh sort of the latest iter- iteration is midwich cuckoos
0: yeah and um, how did you guys how did you guys kind of bring everybody into the band
2: well that, that uh, was really down a pat, wasn't it yeah like, um, yeah i think after midwich cuckoo's dissolved um in fact i was working with the guys on not on the stage sort of behind the scenes um and um you know, Pat just had like a lot of song ideas, which he he was sending, I know to me, I don't know if he was sending them over to like sort of you Ben or anybody else. Um, but then like i I checked some sort of lyric lines on them because like he hates writing lyrics. And um next thing I knew, like he had like a studio booked. so i I went in and did some vocals and then didn't hear anything for ages, and then had another bit of a song, and bits just kept on coming back and forth. And then he's like, hey, like, I'm putting this thing together, can you help me sort of, um, you know, make this album? Um, can you suggest somebody who can, like, sort of, you know, mix it? And, um, yeah, like, all of a sudden, sort of, Ben's in the room. Who else did we have on the album? We had Hiku in Brazil.
1: Yeah, yeah, the, the drums were recorded in in Brazil. Like, the, um, the sort of guitars and stuff were recorded in London. I think the uh, the singer that we, well, the, in, the initial singer, um, she was from Italy um so it's sort of made up from sort of people from around the world uh and just sort of everyone kind of recorded their part and then kind of put it together
0: Um, yeah that's kind of one of the really cool things i think you guys have you know guest musicians on the albums as well and i know it's kind of something that's always kind of been the premise not necessarily like it was a theme necessarily like oh you're gonna have just like a bunch of you know cobbled together musicians because in the end you guys do have a band but it has been something that you have had you know constantly is a couple of guest musicians on every album and and i know there's a couple guest uh, singers i believe um you know david from the casualties and i want to say lisa, yeah
2: lisa? lisa from the yeah. yeah lisa
0: from the bell yeah lisa from the bell i'm like i don't want to say leslie because that's leslie but it's something <laughs> like that it's lisa from the bell rays, yeah so um you know when you guys were first going through this was this something uh you guys wanted to have guest musicians is it something you always want to keep doing is kind of bring in other people from other places to kind of spice things up and mix it up
1: uh, I, I think it's, it was just something to make it a bit more well even more interesting for yeah. us just to try and get um I don't know people that we've we've grown up listening to or just bands are really interested in just to get them involved um, I think that's it's mainly down to pat I guess actually getting these people in on the on the album um, yeah. I think he's quite good at sort of convincing people to to do stuff, um, so yeah, I think a lot of that is, that is down to him sort of getting these people involved, but, um,
0: Like he, got, yeah, he convinced really... both of you guys to come on here and do the podcast today. He was
2: like, I'm not going to do so, Yeah,
1: this. Well, yeah, that, that too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he convinced me to be in the band. I don't think I would played <laughs> for like uh, a good 20 years prior really. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I kind of put down the guitar and like picked it up again. And it's, uh yeah, it's been great.
0: Yeah. So you don't have a, a, a British accent. I don't I don't detect anyway. So what's kind of your story, Leslie? How did you get, you know, why are you in the UK if you're not originally from the UK? And, and why are you playing band in a band that you haven't played guitar for 20 years in?
2: Well, that's the thing. I actually am British. Uh, I just really? grew up everywhere else. So this gotcha. is a sort of American international school accent that like I've picked up overseas, mainly in the Middle East. Okay. Um, and like when I came back to sort of uh, study in the UK, um, sort of met Ben and Pat and I was playing in bands originally, but like I sort of um, moved over to the business side of things. Yeah. So started working with them, stopped playing a lot less and, you know, just sort of fell out of it, really.
0: Gotcha. Okay. And then you come back and just blow everybody's mind by being in one of the most technically talented guitar bands of all time.
2: It helps that there's three of us. And yes, it's been challenging. The guys uh, really keep me sweating.
0: Yeah, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) So the name of the band, obviously, is from the book by John Wyndham, Midwich Cuckoos, uh, which is kind of like a bunch of kids born by sort of like an alien conceptionly called Xenogenesis, and they possess some like mind control and other abilities. Who's the sci-fi fan that chose the name and why? And did you guys know that there's a new movie coming out on Sky TV called Midwich Cuckoos?
2: <laughs> That's uh, down a pat again. I think yep. there's like an old legend that some wise man said when he was quite young, Midwich Cuckoos would be a fantastic name for a band. And it just kind of stuck into the back of his mind and... Um, when he couldn't figure out a name for the project, that, like, sort of popped up again.
0: That's and here funny. we are. So it's kind of like you probably read the book in, like, middle school or, or something and then remembered that until now and was like, that's what it's going to be.
2: As a legend foretold it, yes. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Very cool. All right, so let's talk about the new album, because obviously I've listened to the new album, Death or Glory. Um, you have released both EPs. Um, I've listened to it quite a few times. It's quite the production because, you know, the the from start to finish it's, it's just like holy shit like they've got you know intros they've got you know samples to make like more theatrical it's kind of like putting together like you know a metallica album and a michael jackson album together with like some punk album and you're like this is just like some crazy you know production thing but it's pretty cool and and i think you know it's kind of all worked its way into a it's sort of a concept the songs don't necessarily kind of align to a a, a concept album but the the mm. the death of glory theme does seem to fit throughout the songs is there kind of do you guys have a concept or i don't know whose idea it was maybe it was pats again or uh, maybe you guys all work together on the concept but what's the idea behind putting it together like the way that you have
1: uh well the yeah i I guess the the intention was uh like a concept album um i think we came up with the name of the album first and then thought oh we could sort of try and thread it together with some like narratives and sort of instrumental parts in between and then yeah. sort of the songs fell in around that. So that yeah the initial intention was like a, a concept album.
0: Okay. And then you split it up and release it as separate EPs. Obviously the intros, outros, and the threading and stuff like that is kind of missing on the releases, but was there was there a specific reason or was it just to kind of catapult some kind of momentum by releasing the EP separately?
2: Uh, exactly that. Um, yeah. So like in this modern age of like streaming, it really helps to kind of release singles before your big album. Um, yeah. So it's just, also, uh, we're a new band. It gets uh, people the opportunity to to listen to us, get to know us, um, sort of get a flavor um, of what we're doing. Because like Death and Glory, um, you know, even the, the tracks feel a lot different. Um, and, you know, uh, with each single, we just felt that, know we're just like sort of showcasing a different side of the band yeah. and you know with the you know the 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 narrative and stuff um i don't think listening to the songs or listening to the singles beforehand ruins the big surprise of the album yeah (laughs) Yeah. there's so much going on like you're
0: hiding something in 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 your back pocket like wait till you get the album but yeah i mean the idea is that you know i mean justin bieber was probably the first one i remember doing this where just Launched his album by releasing ten singles in a row, and I'm like, who does that? And then it's like number one, number one, number one. I'm like, okay, that's probably why they're doing it. Uh, so that guy's rich and famous now. I get it, um, but you know, you see it more and more because streaming. It is that it, like you have to be kind of getting more momentum from the streams, and then obviously Spotify, Apple, and all those other brand uh, companies will put you more into these playlists and all those get that rotation and stuff. So it's a pretty clever way to do it, um, and like you said, it doesn't ruin the surprise. And obviously, you guys have kind of hidden the, the production of the, the the album. So it just makes it even more kind of a full-bodied experience when they actually listen to the whole thing.
2: It's, it, it is a wild ride. Um, yeah, it, it was a wild ride to record it, like all those elements <laughs> and stuff. Like I couldn't believe what we had theremin on there, didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot of- uh, I didn't hear a didgeridoo, sort of surprise, but I'm gonna have surprises. to go back and
0: listen to it now for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
2: But, I so, mean, that's, sort of, that's uh, sort of down to Tim Kramer, our producer. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, he's really up for anything. And, you know, he's, like, yeah, he'd swivel around in his chair and, like, sort of come up with ideas, like, oh, is this too much? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that, he was, he was uh, also very open to suggestions, so I think a lot of the time, like, we, we sort of... we joke around quite a bit in the studio, and just generally, we're sort of quite easygoing. So we'd suggest something. And he the, he'd just say, "Yeah, let's do it." Um, so I think some of the things were sort of started off as, "Oh, yeah, we could put a didgeridoo, or let's get some trumpets in," or and th- and then it would happen. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, who's playing the didgeridoo? Uh that's me. Really? How did you pick that up? Because <laughs> I've been to Australia. I've tried it. it does, I don't get it.
1: <laughs> um, I I think I got it as a birthday present when I was like thirteen or fourteen. Wow. Um, so yeah, I've just always or played it since then. Uh, yeah, i never had the opportunity to play it on a on a release before, so, That's or funny. even on stage, so.
0: <laughs> get, get that extra uh, revenue stream by being the full-time didgeridoo player, is that what you're doing?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do try and do a bit of everything.
0: That's awesome. Very cool, so let's talk about some of the songs on the album, because I really like how you guys threw up like a bunch of guitars in the mix to be able to play like synchronized guitars, leads, rhythms, and basically just whatever the hell you want at any given point but you also refrain from too much of anything. It's kind of weird because you don't hear like three guitar solos, you know, in any one song. It's not like some of those bands where it's like, okay, you know, slash is going to lead. And then it's like, you know, you know, Tom Petty's going to come over and play. It's not like everybody's playing lead in every song you get those riffs and then have like a lead here or there or whatever. But I'm just curious, like how, how did it kind of, how do you figure out when to balance these things out? And is it hard to have three guitar players? And I know Ben, you're, Playing bass, so you've got to sit there and wait for them to do their thing, and you're just like, All right, guys, when I get a shine, you know, play some little tasty lick here. But what's your take on like how you guys kind of pick and choose when to showcase a specific member or an instrument?
2: Uh, um, a lot of discussion, isn't it? Like, yeah, working out bits and ideas, and then we forget it, and then we've got to figure out who does what again. Um, but I, ben like manages to effortlessly add that groove um, that just mm. underpins everything, um, all the layers that were that I feel that the guitars bring to it.
1: Yeah, so well, I think sort of... uh, have, having three guitarists um, sort of give us the benefit of having, like, say, drums, bass, and a guitar playing the rhythm, and then you yeah. can have two guitars doing harmony solos, which a lot of bands can't do. But yeah, it's, yeah. it does take quite a lot of uh, orchestration to get it to sit well together and to get it to sound good. I mean, we could all just be playing different things or we could all be playing together. You kind of have to get that balance and sort of let the song dictate what's happening.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, I, I when I think of bands that do this really well, bands like Dragon Force, um, Dream Theater, some of these, you know, really high, high-end prog rock bands that are just like, you know, they might have their, I think most of them, I can't remember if Dream Theater has a separate singer from all the guitar players, but most of them have a separate singer, like a dedicated vocalist, and then the separate mm. guitar player that they can do all that synchronized stuff. And it's crazy cause you're just like watching them. I'm like, I don't understand how you've got the timing to be able to do all this. <laughs> it's like, I played guitar since I was 11, I'm now 40. And I still don't have the patience to try to figure out how to do that like on my own, like let alone to try to figure out how to do that with somebody else and be like, let's let's make this like synchronized swimming and let's do it together. So. It truly is one one incredible thing when you see, you know, people just doing like a synchronized solo and you're like, I, I it just melts my brain how how easily it seems to happen. And how does your drummer, Dan, even know what the hell's going on half the time?
1: <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>
0: a... <laughs> I just listened sure, to it. Right? I'm like, okay, uh... so like the guitar players are all like, okay, now we're going to do like this break. Like, what, and he's just like, you know, if you guys were playing this live in the studio, like, and that was the first time you ever played it, I'm sure you'd just be sitting there going, "Like, seriously? Like, what am I supposed to do You're Like, <laughs> if I didn't have the, you know, if he didn't have the experience of having it on recording and listen to it like 40, 50 times before he sat down to play
2: it, it'd be pretty tough. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, like I, I think we just locked it down in rehearsals. I mean, not yeah. to say that nobody ever makes a mistake, um, but. You know, I think, especially live with our show, there's a lot of visual cues. Um, you know, there's yeah. lots of shouts. One, two, three, four, and... Well, I'm like, let's go! <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I think it's just sort of more about the energy, because it's, yeah, it would be very easy. Like, I can get lost in a riff, and then, you know, especially, like, when we're layering as well. Like, oh, my yeah. God, is this, mm. like, the sort of second or third repeat? Um, but, yeah, dance, dance solid, and he's sort of really really shown his skills on this album, like listening to, I, I was just enthralled listening to his drum tracks with a click. Once he recorded them, it was that good.
0: Yeah. And then uh, did you, were you going to say something, Ben? I wasn't sure if you, I didn't uh, uh, want to interrupt you, because I know you're part of the rhythm section. So you, you have to kind of be in time with Dan and Dan (laughs) has to be in time with you.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we, we, yeah, we're sort of very reliant on kind of uh, sort of visual cues as Leslie said Um, but yeah also having decent monitoring when we're playing live yeah, Um, because there's so many of us and it's really loud when you've got three guitar players Um, so you just have to make sure you can hear each other
0: (laughs) Nice So I think two perfect examples are the first two songs on the album Majesty and Crosses that have a ton of speed and guitar work. Was there a reason these two were kind of put first on the album aside from the intros? Did you guys have a, a discussion about which tracks i mean obviously you talked about it being you know in theory a concept album but was there like hey we're going to start with these songs or is it any was it just kind of like how it worked out or which which did you pick uh, as the uh the songs in the order because i always i love to know about the order of the music because it's it's like its own decision process within the album right so it's like you have to figure out the tracks where are we going to put the tracks and how's cool. it going to come together so how do you guys go about that process um
1: well i think the, as the album's divided into sort of two EPs, Death and Glory, um, and then together Death or Glory, um, I think the songs kind of divide themselves between the, the two yeah. titles. So things that were a bit more, I guess, sort of darker, um, maybe a bit more punk were on the death side of the album. And then things that were a bit, um, I don't know, a bit more sort of epic sounding or uh, yeah. I don't know what's the word, sort of bit bigger sounding ended up on the Glory side um and the the order sort of decided itself after we recorded them we were sort of listening through and then decided
0: it needed to uh
1: sort of tell a story the dynamics needed to go up and down so that's how we that's how they were arranged
0: gotcha so is it kind of like hey this is like the epic like come in like here's majesty and this is going to kind of blow your mind off the bat and we'll kind of tell the story from there is that kind of i mean that's how it seems to me anyway Yeah,
1: yeah yeah absolutely
2: I think there were like some songs that were informed by the narrative. Like, um, I think we had, um, Tim, the guy who did the narration. Um, that was like fairly on and early in the recording process. Um, Uh, yeah, no, yeah. We
1: got, we got that like right at the start. We had the, um, all of the narrative done, I think before we'd finished recording most of the tracks.
0: Um,
1: so yeah, yeah, yeah. It did help inform the, the order.
0: Cool. So I know you guys, uh, we talked about having uh, David Rodriguez from the Casualties on Crosses. I assume you guys have probably not played in the same room with him, but was this like done by sending him the song and just like him singing over it and then sending it back? Uh, Obviously since like there's been so many travel restrictions over the couple years, is that pretty much how you guys would do it? Just like here's the track, here's how like a scratch track for vocals go have at it. Is that kind of what you're
2: doing? Uh, Yeah, that's um, how he approached it. I mean, you know, considering the first album was pretty much done over Zoom and, um, you know, sending all over the place. It, um, this was a lot easier. Um, you know, uh, Pat actually met David, um, at a cash, it was the Starving Wolves gig. And he's seen the Casualties play and sort of gotten to know him, um, and kept in touch. So, uh, you know, when we were doing this track, he was like, Hey, this is crazy. Should I ask David to, to be on, on it? So we sent over that sort of scratch track and yeah. Um, his ferocious, feral takes sort of came back. Um, yeah,
0: I was gonna say he's got a. I mean, I've heard the casualties, um, and it's not like it's a different vocal. It's just he seemed to really like put a lot of gravel and, and grunt into this one for for this band, which was pretty cool to see.
2: Oh, it's it, it is great. Yeah, <laughs> everything we wanted and more. Yeah, you know his 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 voice is amazing,
1: and uh, and on this track he just he just let rip
0: yeah yeah very cool and then obviously you just released a brand new video so when people see this it'll be a month old But we just saw a brand new video for the single blood mother come out um can you take me through the song process how you got lisa from the bell rays involved and what was it like making the music video because it's a somewhat funny and also somewhat you know horror themed theatrical but more more comedy driven than anything for a band that is kind of a hardcore punk, I guess, or maybe metal kind of band. So walk me through that.
1: Uh, well, uh, with, with regards to getting Lisa on the track, um, that was Pat's suggestion. Um, we were looking for someone to sort of sing on on this track, um, sort of throwing a few ideas around. He suggested Lisa from the Bell Rays. Um, so I had to listen uh, basically everything she's been on all the different tracks uh yep. with the bell Rays or sort of various other artists where she's featured um and that's what um sort of instigated the writing of the track it was written specifically for her we didn't have anything before uh selecting wow. her to sing it um and so was it something to, like
0: was it the tone of her voice or was it has, i mean the music uh, styles that she sings in is not not necessarily you. Yes,
1: absolutely nothing like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's just the, the, the tone, like the, just the noises that she can make, like some of the sort of raspier parts of the her sort of soulful voice, but then also the power when, when she chooses to do that as well, just, I, I was just blown away by it. And that's what sort of inspired, uh, writing that part for her.
0: Nice. So Leslie, take me through the, uh, through the ma- making of the music video.
2: Oh, uh, well. Yeah, I don't think it's a secret that we do love our sort of 80s and 90s films. Um, yeah. So I think the idea was to dress up um, as Cobra Kai uh, <laughs> from The Karate Kid for our Halloween show. And we got a good friend, Colin Wallace, to come down and... Um, and I should I should mention the Cobra Kai Halloween costumes that
0: they wear in The Karate Kid. E- That's Correct. Yeah, was. the
2: skeleton yeah. costumes. Yeah. Um, so... You know, we, we went along with that theme, and then we thought, like, you know, how can we add on to this? Because, uh, we do tend to go way out there with our ideas. Um, and, like, I knew my good friend, Dan, um, who played Miyagi in the music video, um, was, like, sort of really great martial arts. And yeah. I thought, like, why don't we just film, like, a little narrative piece to it? Yeah. Just expand on the idea. Um... You know, like I don't think we we don't like to take ourselves too seriously and have a bit of fun. Um, so hopefully that video delivers in that regards. Yeah, and I don't know
0: if you guys actually are aware of this. I'm going to give you a little pop up trivia that you can maybe use for you know pub nights or whatever, or just spout it out on a on uh, a on stage at some point. But the the guy who's wearing the the football jersey, the American football jersey that says Matthews 24 for the San Diego Chargers. Ryan Matthews, the player, the football player, was actually from Riverside, California, which is where the Bell Rays are from. Oh, no way. Yeah. Pretty interesting little. We knew uh, that. I, I do my research, man. I tell you. And, <laughs> like I saw that. I was like, Ryan Matthews, isn't he from like California? And <laughs> Bell Rays are from California. <laughs> Turns out they're from the exact same city. <laughs> so I don't know who the jersey it's but It's, it's a lovely, pretty pretty it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So you can put that like on a little bubble on the video from now and be like, (laughs) (laughs) "Awesome!" So the song "Sucker," uh, that one kind of kind of caught my eye and my ear because it's a pretty brutal song about a woman who basically leads a man on and treats him like crap. And the more he tries to keep her around, the more she moves away. Uh, Now I I don't know who's writing all the lyrics or who's specifically wrote that song, but maybe you know. The you know, Tansy or somebody was this based on any real, real life relationship to anybody's knowledge, or was this just like, hey, this would be a kind of cool concept for the song?
2: I'm, I'm struggling uh, to remember how that's put together. Do you remember, Ben? Um, I, it wasn't really a, a, a specific
1: relationship, I mean, I think it was, um, sort of a sort of a it, it was kind of written in, in the studio, and um, we had some sort of basis for the lyrics, and then everyone kind of. Uh, sort of put in their sort of uh, feeling on it but I think it's um, yeah based on personal experiences
0: so somebody had their heart ripped out and stomped on or somebody did the ripping out and was like I'm going to write a song about that because that felt awesome yeah
2: <laughs> I want to know the gossip now
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean like when I'm just looking at the song like you, you know when like a, a hard kind of song comes on you just like kind of listening to the music at first, but then you start listening to the lyrics and you're like, that sounds pretty, uh, kind of mean and mean spirited. But then, yeah, if there was no real specific person, then it's like, okay, that's just kind of relationships. That's how they go.
2: <laughs> well, I guess like the, the angle on our writing or sound and everything is just to kind of go bigger, if anything. So, yeah. um, you know, um, with the lyrics, if you can't see it, if you can't feel it, uh, go back to the line and sort of redo yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, i you know, I haven't watched the new Motley Crue uh, uh, the uh, I think it's called the dirt that, that, um, that documentary or whatever you want to call it, that biopic. Uh, But it seemed like that was kind of their thing is like, if you're not going to go over the top, why even try? Like it's it's kind of that hair metal band thing is like, we're going to put on a stadium show in a dirty little club and people's minds are going to be blown away. So I think it's, it's kind of along that same you know, lineage of, of songwriting is like, just go big and, and make it, you know, epic and then let people be either irritated, annoyed, or love it. Go big <laughs> or go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So one thing I will say is that, you know, you guys kind of have on the, um, I think some of some of your bios and stuff, you you kind of mentioned that you're punk, but you're also, I think it was something like Fleetwood Mac with punk and metal or something was kind of like how it's described and um, I would say, you know, the punk moniker doesn't really fit, at least not anymore, not on the new album. It's kind of a, more like a prog rock, metal, kind of heavier kind of sound, in my opinion. Do you feel like that's where the music is going, or was it ever designed to go in a certain way, or is that just kind of how it all came together?
1: Uh, well, I mean, there's there's six of us in the band. So uh, I think now, like it, the initial album is written, sort of maybe between sort of two two or three people, but this yeah. current album was written by, by all six of us. So yeah. you're getting a very collaborative sound. Um, everyone listens to sort of quite different styles of music, and that's what's come together on this album, hopefully cohesively. Um, yeah. But I think it's, it is a, a mixture of all of our different tastes and all of our different influences.
0: Yeah. Leslie, do you have anything you wanted to add? I think we perform at punk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of it's punk spirited prog rock sound I think is kind of how I would state it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um yeah, I, um I struggle to sort of pigeonhole it and it does change yeah. and even the same song changes um sort of when I sort of listen to the album. Like I felt that was hard rock, now it's a bit more metally. Now I'm getting 80s pop vibes to it, you yeah. know. Um <laughs> But yeah, definitely performed uh, as punk because I guess there's just so much. I think there's more fun associated with punk than there is metal. Yeah, Yeah, Um, it's it's a little bit
0: more communal. I would say metal is kind of more angry in a lot of ways. Now, I'm not saying that as a whole, I'm just saying in general, that's kind of the the way that the music seems to go more aggressive, I guess.
2: Yeah. And I think we've definitely sort of um, fitted in with the punk community in London and the UK
0: nice yeah i i've talked to several bands that are like you know we've never been punk but the punk scene accepts us so we play punk because we all grew up listening to punk so we play punk even though we're just kind of like a pop rock band or whatever and it's like yeah it's like once you have that kind of connection that never seems to go away like you you kind of just become a an iteration of a punk band that turned into something different or evolved into something different or has the ability to kind of melt you know morph back and forth so I think it's something that you know maybe on the next album you'll see, maybe some new ways that the the, the band will go. So it'll be interesting to see that. Now, not talking about another album because you've just released another one, but I'm sure you guys will release another album at some point. So hopefully that'll come, you know, in the, in the next couple of years, and you guys can play this one out and uh, tour for it. So speaking of that, are you guys going to be planning any national, international uh, tours for to support Death and uh, Death or Glory?
2: Absolutely. we are good. we've got the Death or Glory tour happening in April. Um, so just the day after our release we'll be uh, hitting London and then sort of heading all across the UK. Dates include uh, South End, Peterborough, Newcastle, Edinburgh, Liverpool, Birmingham, and uh, we ended at the Manchester Punk Festival, nice. which is a fantastic uh, independent festival in the UK. Very cool.
0: You guys are going to be going into the European Union or are you guys going to wait until the war dies down before that happens?
2: I think we're just going to see how everything sort of plays out. Um, Would really love, um, I mean, I guess before um, that thing called COVID hit, we actually were going to hit Spain Mm -hmm. and look at booking um, sort of further afield. But also with Brexit, um, we're just going to see how things sort of play out and yeah. you know we haven't even played a lot of the uk yet so there's a lot of places that we're sort of itching to get
0: yeah yeah And i know it's like obviously when it's cold and rainy people like tend to stay indoors but once it becomes you know spring summer they're gonna want to go to like like you said like the festivals and get out and listen to some music again so i think it's a perfect time and i think you're you're gonna be unleashed upon the world especially in the uk and they're gonna they're gonna really enjoy the music i can't wait yeah, and don't absolutely.
2: worry, Europe—we're for coming free as well.
0: Yeah, I'll—I'll I'll, I'll keep my fingers crossed for Las Vegas at some point, but I'm not sure that'll happen. We'll see. Never know. Yeah. Now I know that you guys also are kind of recently um, been been showcased on this Kerrang! contest to try to get a label deal. Um, I think by this by the time this will actually air, the contest will probably have ended. So hopefully, you know, I can say congratulations, good job, you guys have a record deal, um, and you guys are, are are the contest winners, but until it's happened, what's the experience been like and how'd that come to happen? Well,
2: um, we just answered it and next thing you know, I got an email which um, was great to say that like, hey, we're up for this uh, sort of fan vote. Mm -hmm. And um, how many weeks is it? I think it's a total of six weeks and they pit like sort of five or six bands every week. And there's some great young bands out there, some that um, I haven't heard of, and it just shows you like sort of how great the sort of towns in the UK as yeah. at the moment. So I'm quite impressed that you know we got selected, um, and yeah, it, it's fantastic. We just got a lot of the sort of community, our sort of fans and friends um, to vote, and uh, we've made it to the final.
0: Yeah. So I hopefully... don't like normally like to vote on those things because so you have to give your email address, but I did for you guys. So. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's get a bunch of spam, but I haven't gotten any yet, so that's good. <laughs> now, but, um... I know that you mentioned working with the the producer uh, Tim. I'm I'm not sure if he has a production company or if there's a, a record label involved, but um, maybe talk to me about like kind of the actual cons or like the the steps by step of the uh, producing and and mixing and mastering of this album. And, how you guys were able to put this all together you know in between dealing with lockdowns and all that stuff because you know the UK has been quite restrictive on getting out and doing stuff over the last couple of years I mean you know it's not quite as bad as Australia I would say but it's it's pretty bad I mean the US I've been I I think we had like two months of actual lockdown and nothing since then so it's like just go out get each other sick who cares you'll figure it out but in the UK it's obviously an island nation and a lot more restrictive, and for good reason, because there's a lot of you know. You guys also have public health; we don't. We have private health, so there are people like, yeah, you'll just starve, you'll die, whatever. It doesn't matter. But talk to me about the the producing and the and the record uh, the record making uh, processes as you guys went through this.
1: Uh, well, yeah, it was it was well after the uh, initial lockdown when sort of things eased a little bit. Um, that's when we went in and started the recording. Um, and it was with Tim Kramer uh, at Signal House Studios. Gotcha. Um, so we went in, basically went in individually. Um, it started with the drums, as most recordings do. We, I mean, we had like a guide track and then the drummer went in and he recorded uh, the first half of the album, which was Death. Uh, that, that was another reason for sort of splitting it up. Gotcha. Uh, into the two EPs, making it much easier to record and sort of breaking it down like that. So we did it sort of half and half. Um, but yeah, basically it just went in individually. So the drummer went in um, then I went in and did the bass and then the guitars went in um, and then sort of vocals and backing vocals at the end of that. But yeah, just everyone kind of individually and as uh, restrictions kept easing, we sort of went in more and more of us together, sort of two of us, three of us, four of us at a time. And then uh, for the backing vocals, everyone in at the same time. Sort of yeah, right so how many,
0: how many times has the full band been in the same room together then? Has it been plenty of times or like not very many times?
1: Uh, well, it's, it's quite difficult to uh, sort of pin down six people uh, yeah. to get everyone <laughs> in a room at the same time.
0: Um, I was in a punk band so in high school to- and it was hard to get three people in the same room at the same time. I was like, come on guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well yeah you can imagine that's multiplied with uh with yeah. six people um yeah i mean it's difficult but yeah everyone we we do we do manage it um everyone's very passionate and um everyone really wants to make it work so we just make it work
0: nice very cool another cool thing i saw that you guys actually just recently i think maybe within the last couple of days is you announced you have your own beer now <laughs> you're making you're making Where? some big progress in the world you like, hey, we just released an album. We've got our own beer. Next stop, we're going to do stadium tours. No big deal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Being in a band is a thirsty work, I must say. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, there's this great craft brewery called uh, London Beer Labs. Um, based in South London and Brixton. And uh, we approached them to see if they'd be interested in working on a beer with us. And They said yes, and sort of rest is history. So this um, it's for pre-order only, um, and unfortunately, as it's bottles, we can only sort of sell in the, within the UK. Yeah. Um, sort of, but who knows if the response is uh, big enough? Perhaps we can like sort of do another run of cans. Um, but yeah, it's just a special way to I think celebrate the album um, with something that's um, not necessarily CD or um, or a T-shirt just something different really
0: fun yeah it's like here's here's another piece of merch you can get or you can drink our awesome beer that goes perfectly with the album (laughs) (laughs) very cool so you did mention uh you know obviously the tour that you have did you guys have anything else that you have coming up that you want to talk about you know promote or anything um to maybe let people know about since either maybe they haven't heard of you guys yet or haven't maybe followed all the, the things that you guys are working on that you would like to say before we go today
2: well, the album's out by the time this airs, uh, but we still have a couple of surprises up our sleeves. Okay. Uh, another video coming up, so keep your eyes peeled on that. Um, and we should be also working on some, some more dates around the UK. So we Very haven't cool. touched the Southwest yet, um, but hopefully you should uh, hear some more. So, yeah, I definitely want to check out the brand new website,
0: which I saw, by the way, it looks really good. Um, so check out the website. I think it's uh is it com or something like that or the midwitch. That's yep. Uh, I'll put the link below uh, all this stuff. But uh, you know, we'll check out that check out that for the dates and all the interesting stuff. Go follow them on social media, uh midwitch Cuckoos, Facebook and, and and um Instagram, all that stuff. I want to thank Leslie and Ben for being here today. Uh, awesome conversation. If you haven't checked out their site, their music, go check it out. Go to the show notes below this episode for the links. guys like what you heard on the show, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast and share it with your friends on social media. You can see the full video interview on our YouTube channel as well. Also, if you want to check out some of our written content or any of the products or merch that we have available, go to PoweredByRock.com to read our absolutely free rocking blog full of album reviews, which we've done an album review for Death or Glory, so you can go check that out. Interviews and lists to keep you entertained and find our gear as well so you can pick up some items to play and look like a rock legend. That's our show for today. We'll see you soon for the next episode. Until then, rock on.
1: So